I started recording. Nigga. Oh, did you? Yes. Hey. hey. New Saints in the building. It's Saint Dub. Just imagine you're in a Waffle House, fucking your neck up. In the name of blackness. Yes. Yes. Look. Look. I was looking for a fade, but I didn't have the technology for it. So, but, but I'm glad anyhow. Evangela, Mary L. McCracken, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Outreach Broadcast. You're, 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 you're listening to me. Listen, 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 listen. A rapture and hang up with the Lord. I am fat up because I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm certainly enjoying the trip. The littest shit out of like the most mundane shit. Literally, yes. all niggas are doing are stretching their neck <laughs> like a punctuated stretch from That's side all. to side. That's it. And that niggas, it. niggas every around the world are about. We about to see Ellen doing this yes. shit in seven days, and time. then it'll be over. It will absolutely be yeah. over because white white women love to kill some shit. Tisha Campbell was doing the Campbell oh. soups are out here. <laughs> the Campbell soups are out here. What is that? <laughs> the real Tisha Campbell, y'all. Oh please check out the real Tisha Campbell on Instagram. Who, whoever is running that account, I bow down. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! And we're gonna keep it in there. We're gonna keep this in there. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> we're gonna keep. Yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna keep it right like, in there. I feel like fucking Kim Fury on every episode of the fucking read. That nigga song goes off every goddamn he episode does without not fail. Care. He does None. not care. Nope. Not at all. Amen. All right. So well, welcome. Yes. Welcome to the worship podcast. <laughs> We're two fat, black, churchy, queer ass niggas yes, out here looking at and like befuddled the fuck at <laughs> um, how healing looks for us. <sighs> and like just in a consistent state of bitch what yes um, so um i'm ja mm-hmm. and i am dre and um this is the worship podcast oh my god we're so happy to be back yeah, this has been a minute oh, yes. um you can <laughs> you can find us y'all if i don't get it right this time swear to god i'm never saying it again all right so y'all can find us on Instagram or Twitter. We we really don't tweet for real. So, but yeah. you can find us there though. Yeah, sure. That can. is definitely a fact. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at W R S H P P O D C S. 
Okay, <laughs> you're done. Thanks. Fuck you! Uh, well, anyway, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Worship Podcast. If you're, all you have to do is look Don't at the podcast you're listening you to, to and you can spell it. Um, but it's all one word W R S H P P O D C A S T. Um, and then Niggas you can also. Show off. <laughs> trying to show off. Um, Twitter and do we have anything else? Um, you can use the hashtag. Yes. On the, anywhere. Yeah. All all platforms: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Worship Pod. <laughs> and me hente, bitch. Yep. Go to Black Planet. All that. Um, w R S H P P O D Worship Pod. Um, yes. While you're listening, just you know, do a little live tweet. We'll Let love it. Um, yes. And if you have a praise report or mm-hmm. a prayer request, bitch, yes. you can send that over to worshippodcasts <laughs> at gmail.com. And no, bitch, I'm not spelling it because I'm done. I'm off that shit. I'm off, we off that in 2018. Spelling shit, nah, fuck y'all. Um, and today we're going to have our first praise report yes i'm, I'm okay. excited amen and it is truly blessed. it's a good one so stay tuned for that yes all right <laughs> y'all i just told andre that i just want all my niggas to live together on a farm and this nigga said <laughs> you mean like a plantation <laughs> get the fuck out of my home man. okay man. i'm sorry you mean the studio <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. NPR, the studio. NPR studio. That's where we yes. are recording this from mm-hmm. right now. From um, Los Angeles, yep. Sure. Are. Right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you guessed it. All right, so, bitch, how was your weekend? How was it? My week? Week. Ent- week. Week. God. I just got spit all over this microphone. <laughs> oh. <sighs> well, it, it's been quite a week. Um, the last time we talked, I was just talking about how ancient my brother is. Mm, so true. Um, ended up leaving my mom's house where I was living, yeah. um, because he was a violent ass nigga. He broke down the door while she was in New York. With his children. With his two, beautiful, like, four gorgeous. and five beautiful, gorgeous, precious, smart daughters. Mm. Acting like they wouldn't know what's going on. Of course they, you know, they're just like, well, I guess daddy's being it's a nigga. another day of yep. my daddy being a not shit ass nigga. <laughs> so just, I can relate. Yeah, yeah. I was just strolling to the house. Oh, yeah, whatever. So, you know, I didn't feel any, I didn't feel safe at all. Like, so I just was like, all right, let me leave. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you yeah. were able to make that yeah. decision. Amen. And thank God for my friend, Mikkel. Yes, like, God. he let me stay at his house for like the past week. That's so blessed. Right. I was just like, yo, mm-hmm. thank you so much because, you know, he contacted me. He was like, yo, I saw what was going on, like anything oh, I could do. Wow. I was like, yes, yeah, son, I don't feel safe. He's like, yo, come over. Wow. I was like, bet. That's so, uh, love. Yeah. Love, love, love. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, whew, God bless. If a nigga could cry, he would cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's all right. Soon come. It's, it's soon come, nigga. Yeah. Working yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I'm just, you know, I'm grateful. I, oh, I, I signed my le- my new lease for this new place. Yes, <laughs> yesterday. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, living with, uh, I think, is this white man and like another white man, and you know they yeah. boil their chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the house is cool. You know, it's pretty laid back. Whatever, whatever. So I'm just glad that I, you know, I feel somewhat safe yeah. you know or safer yeah. um you know my mom called me today for the first time since anything happened you know like nothing happened <laughs> yo the um, way black mamas be not coping with shit is yeah. just being like oh okay gotta just hit this fucking speed yeah. up and keep on going <laughs> Like out of necessity, but it's also yeah. like you okay, sis? Yeah, yeah. I know you're not. Yeah, I know you're not. Muffler is dragging. Like you hit that. <laughs> here, here, bottle just hanging <laughs> by a a single hair. Yes. And I am constantly worried about my mom. Constantly, mm-hmm. um, she asked me for something today. I couldn't provide it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was one of the because we were talking about boundaries earlier. Me and Janae were talking about boundaries, and I think. I instead of like trying to scrape around to find something that can get to my mom, I just was like, I can't, I don't have it to get. No, is a complete answer. Yeah, and, and uh, I, that's funny that you said that. Came mm-hmm. back because I was gonna ask, and then I decided that it didn't matter which one it was. But I was gonna ask, um, was it that you like morally could not, or was it that you like? had no resources to but either way yeah it doesn't matter if you can you can't and like if you realize that sometimes if you're prioritizing the like um wow i actually don't have the material resources mm-hmm. to um i think that that's a great opportunity to observe like there can be times when you just cannot yeah. give to folks yeah and it doesn't have to be out of the fact that you have nothing, it could mm-hmm. be a decision to like, this is my boundary, which yeah. is what you're, I'm sure, about to yeah. talk about. But um, it, also it, remember that's part of one of the segments, nigga. Yeah, true. Okay, so don't steal this motherfucking I'm a, thunder. I'm going to back up a bit. Go ahead, Um, But no, it was basically because I didn't have any resources for yeah. it. I didn't have it. And um, that's what we do. Like, we just keep giving and keep giving because we have no boundaries. Yeah. yeah. And then like... <laughs> We force ourselves to have a boundary temporarily yeah. until we have just enough to be able to give away and not yeah. have any for ourselves anymore. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's why boundaries are important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and because like my usual thing would be I don't have the resources, right. but I do something to find it so that mm. I can give. And mm. this time I was just like, I don't have it and that was it. And yeah. I'm not searching or like scraping to find it. Um, my mom ended up texting me saying, thank you for trying to help. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm sorry. I couldn't do more. She was like, it'll work out. I was like, yeah, I believe so too. And that was it. And that was pretty new because I never really tell my mom no. Mm-hmm. Um, the most it would be is hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't be no. I don't tell my mom. Like, I don't remember telling my mom no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was something new. Um, been wearing the same pair of jeans for like the the past week. Come on, God. You know it's all right though. All right. God is good. Um, spray that anyhow. crotch with some air for breeze. Okay, some Clorox spray. Oh God! We're thank good. God that um, I've had access to a shower, so Amen. it hasn't been awful. Amen. Um, 
So yeah, but guess nigga when I move into that new house, first thing I'm doing is laundry. Please believe. Um Yeah, so what else? Two ghosts of niggas past popped up. Um <laughs> Two like niggas you was dating or that I was talking to. Talking to. Yeah. Correct, because that is the step before dating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I went on a, a date with uh-huh. one of them. Um, I'm realizing that this... Let me say it right. This super blood... Come on. No, super blue blood moon. Wow. Is like really taking its toll, bitch. Really taking its fucking toll. But I'm yielding over to it, I think. Um, like heightened emotions just like a lot of changes happening um and i'm just yielding so yeah this week has just been a lot honestly um and you know in usual andre fashion i cope by laughing so because bitch that's all i got yeah you know um i got in a car accident yesterday (laughs) which we will talk about for my god um because there's a lot more to that at all but yeah, so that was like the culmination to this bullshit. But here's the thing. Um, oh, he's rubbing his eye off. Oh it shit! Might what be the a f- tear. No. It might be a tear coming. If only something fell into this oh, bitch. Oh no, anyway, nigga. It's good. What was it? I have no idea. Um, Jesus. But yeah, so like this is that was like the culmination to bitch. What else is gonna happen? But ultimately, I. And I have access to a place where I can feel safe, and that's the most important thing. And I have a working vehicle, even though I got in a car accident. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. So, even though this has all been a lot to deal with, I've been okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you made it here. Yes. To share space and time. Cause Glory. The devil. If the devil had had his way, excuse me. If the devil had had her white woman way, oh. you would be Daniel Gray. You're talking good, Pastor. You're talking good. Y'all, I, I'm still the same amount of ain't shit that I was 17 weeks ago. When we recorded our last episode of this podcast. So, if you're wondering how my weeks went, that's how. Niggas is still not shit. Um, so, I went to Durham mm-hmm. on a, like... That's in North Carolina, y'all. Yes, In case city. you ain't know. Um... I decided in the middle of this past week that I was going to go to Durham and see one of my sister's um, show. Her name is Monet Marshall. Mm -hmm. Um, She is a brilliant black woman, black femme, um, who creates theater and, like, is brilliant Mm -hmm. in every way. Mm -hmm. Um, So she has, uh, this is the first part of a three-part Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Well, y'all niggas know now. (laughs) I'm fat. Y'all like that? I did. You like that? I'm fat. (laughs) I'm fat, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so I went to Durham to see Monet's um, play called By My Soul and Call It Art. Mm. And 
it was an interactive play. Um, I don't want to tell too much. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had a, a really long debrief once we got back to our house um, after the opening night. And um, just th- just hearing, like, what the creator of the play, the creator and director of the play, um, in- intended for your experience and, mm-hmm. like, for you to share what your actual experience was and, mm-hmm. like, how it is reflective, maybe, of, you know, the intended purpose, but yeah. also how it builds upon based on um, what your own personal experiences were. Yeah. So the idea is throughout the play, you are supposed to um, show black artists how you value them under in a capitalist system, which is through money. And it was so interesting to me to see. Um, so at the beginning of the play, you approach a table and the folks at the table ask, how much is black art worth to you? Mm. And based on your answer, they give you a certain amount of fake money. It was so interesting to me because I, I went to see it three times because mm-hmm. I'm extra as fuck, right? <laughs> so the second or third time, um, the moment that uh, two white women got their money, they put they folded it up and put it right in their pocket. <laughs> I don't think they took it out again. <laughs> Till the very end when they realized they won't go get, be able to keep this fucking monopoly ass money. <laughs> These bitches did not pay a single person for their art. Oh so anyway, it was amazing. I, I feel like when we drop our website on February 21st, I'm saying it so y'all can hold us accountable, God. Amen. Amen. Um, do you know what you were just doing right there? No. What is that a specific? That's a vaginal, that's a vaginal approach. When you're getting in there, is it really? You just put the four fingers and you just swirl your wrist around. This is very interesting. <laughs> Any dice who are listening know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> the the like the wrist swirl with the four fingers sort of situation. It's it's a winner. <laughs> so if you ever find yourself naked with a dike in your bed, Andre. <laughs> Go to that one. You got to build up to it. You can't just shove four fingers in, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, build mm-hmm. up to the four. Yeah. That'll win. Because God knows that'll happen. <laughs> I believe it. I believe. By faith. <laughs> By faith. For without faith, it is impossible to believe God. Look at you knowing oh, something it from is. the Bible. Bible. <laughs> so I went to Durham. That was amazing. Um, Yesterday, my good, 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 good friend, Sherelle, came and just, like, randomly spent the night in my house. Amen. It was lit as fuck. We watched The Office all night. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, nigga, so, um, wow, I almost said her real name. Oh, my God. And y'all know I ain't bleeping shit out. So, here we go. I was about to get hella intimate. So, Sherelle... I told you gave uh, Drawstring a new name. Uh, so Drawstring will now affectionately be referred to as Low Backpack. Low Backpack. All right. Low Backpack. On a rap chat. Eating rap snacks. Getting real fat. So that's as far as I've gotten with that, like, that um, theme song for Low Backpack. Amen. 
Um, so I went on a date with a little backpack on Sunday. It was super cute. We went to go see um, Kathleen Battle, who is a black opera singer and just amazing and just everything. Little backpack looked like a whole little ass backpack snack. Um, <laughs> she wore a full ass suit with a whole ass bow tie and just like her hair was amazing. It was just so adorable. <laughs> um, but the weekend before that, she was down here at my house and she went to a local smoke shop and she bought some gummy worms, which I'm like, bitch, why are you buying these placebo ass? Like, <laughs> what are you silly? Like, well, this is not DC. This is not about to be something like everything is illegal in Virginia, bitch. Yeah, yeah. These about to be some straight up uh, Haribo. <laughs> is it Haribo? Yeah, Haribo? <laughs> Whatever. I was like, bitch, you silly. <laughs> right? So she got them because she was like, they are supposed to, God, let me put a pin in that. But they're supposed to, like, um, relax your muscles because um, they have CBD in them. What is that? Uh, cannabinoid, maybe. Cannabinoid oil. Something in, in weed. So that's evil? I don't know. Right! Oh. Right. CBD was in there. So I'm like, right. So I'm like, bitch, you silly. These are literally about to be Haribo. Somebody tell me how you say that fucking word because I feel silly as hell saying Haribo. Um, anyway, so also, so when she was looking at them, the people at the, the guys at the smoke shop, um, she was telling them like, yeah, I'm having period cramps, whatever, like. I'm really looking for something to just, like, settle those a little bit. And these niggas that worked at the smoke shop was like, oh, these are to relax muscles. That's a natural female problem. That These aren't going to help that. And I'm like, nigga, where do you think cramps come from? Contracting muscles, bitch. This is how little niggas know. <laughs> About the bodies of people with uteruses. What? That's a natural female problem. Like, sex ed is trash in general, but they at least taught you that the uterus is a muscle. At the very least, in ninth grade sex ed taught you that the uterus is a muscle. But I guess not, God. I guess not. (laughs) What? Bitch, like, think about a cramp in your calf, bitch. How does that work? Because the muscle is tense up, bitch. What? Y'all are silly as fuck. So anyway, she accidentally left them at my house. I'm circling back to the story. She accidentally left them at my house. And I was hungry. Didn't feel like going downstairs. No. Uh Didn't feel like going downstairs. And I was like, shit, we got these Haribo-ass gummy bears, gummy worms. So I look on the back of the packaging and it says four is a serving size. So I'm like, okay, bloop, 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 bloop. And that shit, that shit hit me. Really? It was a head and a head and a body high. It was like so. It was a high. It was a high. Ooh. Um. Anyway, so I'm like, what the fuck? What what is shit legal? What the fuck? So I'm high as fuck, laying down in a in a blanket burrito, um, in the middle of the day, because I wanted to have a snack and not walk downstairs and microwave some fucking food. Um, 
So those were real as fuck. But then I looked again. Or no, no, no. I told. Ooh, almost said it again. I told <laughs> little backpack um, that I had eaten some and that they were like they had really kicked in really quick. And she was like, "How many did you have?" And I was like, "I have four. And she was like, oh, they told me that the recommended dosage was two. <laughs> and then it was only then that it clicked for me that like nutritional facts for being a serving is about nutrition, mm-hmm. not dosage. <laughs> so I had a super duper dose. Do you know the bag of those fucking gummy worms was $30? Like American dollars? 30 um, we are not talking about Naira for any for any of my Nyjah folks out here. These are not Naira that we're talking about. Thirty black ass African American dollars. I would I would do it all over again. I didn't do it the first time, but I would do it all. I would pay that thirty dollars. Oh my goodness! This shit was wild. I need to try that. That was a good time. So uh, that was my shit, and um, it is lit as fuck. And here we go. Amen. So if you heard it in the beginning, it said Haribo. Haribo. So that Haribo. Haribo. Put that Haribo on that baby ass head and let's go. Get your ass on that Haribo. Oh my god. Y'all tried to be the sneakiest little nigga. I was like, what the fuck is this nigga playing? Haribo. Haribo. That is some that's some churchy sounding shit. Haribo. That's a tongue. (laughs) Haribo. Anyway. Oh my god. Welcome, bitch. Welcome to back. the Raw and nigga. They not welcome back. They've been with us. Oh yeah, they didn't take because a, we took a, a two-day break, break. <laughs> again. So yeah, um, <laughs> this first segment is the Raw and Honest. Today, you go ahead and explain. Say with your chest, niggas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <clears throat> cough, cough. Go ahead and explain. The first segment is called The Raw and Honest. In this segment, we... Take it over. Take it over. I'm deleting this whole shit. Let's start over again. No! Okay, so this is The Raw and Honest segment. And this is the time where we talk about um, something that's happened over the last weeks. um, That... Um, required us to realize that we have not grown or evolved as much as we thought we had. Mm. Um, and we still have a little bit more growing to do, okay? Yes. Um, so start us off, Dre. Okay, so my raw and honest is um, take it how you want. Um, is that the, is that your, your title for your sermon on today? Yes. Yeah, okay. sure. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, I am that bitch. And I am way too hard on myself. Mm. I am. I think, or I believe, or I know, let's keep on adding. Let's keep on adding. um, That I'm caring. Yes. I'm considerate. Mm. I'm loving. I'm accommodating. Come on now. All that shit. Come on. And my inner dialogue is the exact opposite Mm. of that shit. Um. And I have, I no longer have the desire to feed this insecure ass voice that, that's loud and wrong, yeah. all day. Yes. Um. 
like I'll know that I know that I know that I know this I'm right about something but like that voice or that you know I um I'm going the right direction made the right decision whatever and that voice would be like actually bitch um nah let's rethink that and actually let's not even think about it let's just turn the other way yeah yeah yeah. fuck that whole shit all of it like just yep not at all and I I'm no longer um I'm no longer I don't I don't want to be about that life because it wastes time um and I I just think um the at a basic level it's (laughs) I just can't it's okay win for loser it's okay. It, it's just dishonest as fuck. I'm yes. being dishonest with myself. Yes. By and, believing and this shit. By extension, being un- incom- incompassionate, uncompassionate with mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. It's like you are worthy of believing in yourself. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I don't know why it's so difficult to extend the same compassion to yourself that you extend to others. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy for me to extend compassion, understanding, like, empathy, all of that to other people. Like, I do it, like... Yeah. It's like, you know, it's very easy for me. But when it comes to me, it's like... Like, you should know better. You should do better. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing? All this. And I'm... I don't... I hate it. Like, I, it, it's really... It, it takes up too much space in my brain mm-hmm. or my daily thoughts. Um, other shit belongs there. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. I... <sighs> It's really, it's becoming, it's becoming, before it was like a whisper. Mm -hmm. And then like, I think as I continued, I don't know if I fed it or, yeah, I think, yeah, I fed it. As I continued to feed it, Mm -hmm. it just got louder and louder and louder. And like now it's at this point where it's like, bitch, if I, if I put on my sock and the, the the logo Ooh. isn't on the top. It's like, right. bitch, what are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? I'm just right. like, yo, relax, nigga. I can yeah. turn the sock over. Yeah. So or yeah, it just like it is because my foot is covered, and that's what the fuck. Socks that are too. For. Right. Exactly. That too. And it's just like, I'm I'm like eagle hawking, like eagle eyeing every single decision that I make, yes. and it's like, it's ridiculous. And I don't want to be to the point where I'm just like making decisions willy-nilly and not considering right. but i don't want to be um so micromanaging yeah it's just too much so yeah my raw analysis is um and and even saying that it's kind of like <laughs> yeah okay yeah. like just saying i'm that bitch you know what i mean it's like no like That's that so inner voice is still like oh yeah right Right, but the, here's why you're not that bitch. Because yeah. you put your sock with the logo on the bottom, bitch. That's why you're not that bitch. That's how you can invalidate all this accomplishments all that you got. It. Because you put your sock on upside down, bitch. So fuck you. You ain't shit. Or like, even when I'm making steps towards something, like, for instance, like, I moved out of my mom's house yeah. and I'm living on my own. Yeah. Like, these are good steps and yeah. I know they're good steps. But like, that inner voice would be like, well, you could have did this a lot sooner. Mm. Because you knew you should have did it sooner. Yes. And you waste a lot of time, etc. And mm-hmm. the truth is, yeah, I did know that I should have do it, did it sooner. But like, but guess it, what? You're here now. Yeah, I'm here now. Right. Exactly. And that inner voice is just like, well, well, you well. You shoulda. You coulda. Right. You, that shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, bitch, shit. that's the past. Yes. Here we are. We're good. Stop fucking tripping. Right. Right. 
Um, it's so funny because I was telling Backpack um, that shit mm-hmm. because Backpack is very much so also much like yourself mm-hmm. um, an intuitive empath mm-hmm. and um, when she knows something she knows something mm-hmm. and she's clear on that and she like is like <laughs> make sure that you you know that and, mm-hmm. and that like she knows that she's moving in her gift Mm-hmm. And that shit is annoying as fuck. <laughs> but every single time, I'm just like, but Janae, like, what you want, your dream for black women and black femmes is that they assert themselves and know who the fuck they are mm-hmm. and able to articulate that and, like, are clear about that mm-hmm. through and through, no matter yeah. if they fucking, fucking, I don't know, don't floss all their teeth every day. Like,. <laughs> Fuck that. You right. want black femmes and women around you that know and can articulate that without blinking, right. without, you know, a second thought. Right. And here you have, like, somebody that you're dating who is moving in that in mm-hmm. the in the clearest sense. And yeah. you're like, bitch, you're... Ooh, excuse me. I was about to cry, y'all. Just kidding. It was a burp. Niggas <laughs> 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 don't cry. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> don't cry, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, and you and you calling this bitch annoying? Like, I don't call her because I also know like the power of words and mm-hmm. the impact on black women, um, and femmes mm-hmm. who are like told that they need to be small mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I just be like, God damn, you are fucking annoying. <laughs> but I'm also like, God damn, you're correct. Yeah, like. There's no, there's no lies here mm-hmm. being told. Um, so, amen and absolutely. And um, I was going to read it later, but um, I'll just read it now or whatever. Um, so, my friend Mar- Monet, who mm-hmm. put on the play, also her um, handle on Instagram is Madam Monarch. M A D A M E M O N A R. C-H. Congratulations. And the only reason I could do that was because I'm looking directly <laughs> at it. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to spell out <laughs> worship podcast and then read it. Um, so we were just talking about um, things that we wanted to do in 2018. And um, I was just talking about, you know, all of the, the goals that I had as far as like art and um, shit that I just really wanted to do but haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll talk more, like I said, more about that later, but, um, when they said this just profound thing that I'm like, bitch, you said that. Um, and she said, as black femmes, we just, and only ourselves to death because we don't have a degree or formal training in the field that we already produce such brilliant work in. We think it's only this or just that, that we're producing or doing um, or creating in the world. Um, And then she goes to say that we are cultural organizers, we're curators, we're creators. It's that easy Um, because, you know, I was like, you know, I want this year to be the year that I figure out what I'm good at that people will pay me to do Mm -hmm. that I will love and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's probably going to be a process. It's probably going to take some time for me to, you know, figure it out. And she was like, or it could be really easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you could look at the things that you have done really well in the past Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and, and move in those lanes. So that was that was a really important uh, confirmation for me. Um, and also Pay Black Women, her cash app is Monet, M-O-N-E-T-N as in Nancy, M as in money, which is what <laughs> you need to be paying black women and femmes. Um, so that is Dre, and I saw him talking. Yeah, sure haven't. Sure haven't. <laughs> I'm going to be quick. So mine is owning my shit. Mm. So um, before we started recording, I was telling Dre about um, this thing that happened last weekend. So uh, Bookbag Bay stayed at my house and um, we were going to go to the show on Sunday and I invited uh, Drawstring to go with me. And um, ASL, of course, said yes. Um, so, uh, and I invited her on Saturday. And she oh, said yes. nigga. I'm so extra, God. I'm so extra. Um, so, then Sunday rolls around and, um, like, that morning we're, like, making breakfast or something. And, I don't know, for some reason I was... It popped in my head and I was just like, oh, yeah, um, by the way, one of the performers is someone that I'm talking to. Um, and then like uh, 30 or 30 minutes to an hour later, she was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go. And that's that's fine. And I was like, it's because I said that it was somebody that I was talking to. And she was like, kind of, but also like we don't have to do everything together. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so I was I was I kind of, kind of felt weird, you know, while mm-hmm. I was getting ready for the event and whatever. Um but I didn't think much of it. But when I was in the shower, I was like, no, I should definitely ask her, like did that rub you the wrong way or you having feelings or whatever Mm. um but then something was like because we had been talking about owning our own shit Mm -hmm. um so but then i was like hmm or instead of like like shining the light on what could have potentially been her response Mm -hmm. i could shine the light on what she could have potentially been responding to and Mm -hmm. just like be like yo I apologize for being a shitty person and not telling you until an hour before this event mm-hmm. that somebody that I'm dating is going to be in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, being able to, like, step back and be like, okay, let me just own the fact that I feel like I did something wrong uh-huh. um, instead of saying, well, do you have a response? Is this a response that I'm uh, sensing uh, to something that I've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I don't know, that was like a gold star moment for me. Because <laughs> um, in that moment, I also realized that there have been many times where I've gone to friends, partners, and just been like, hmm, are you, what, are you feeling some feelings about this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that that was like me being like communicative and like, yeah, let's figure this out. And really, all I could should have done was like, my bad for being a shithead um, and making there be a reason for you to have a response. That's next level. <sighs> that is next level. Nigga. 
So, um, yeah. But that's also important to know that, like, owning your shit, like, you can own your shit whether, regardless of the circumstances Mm -hmm. outside of you, but if you are owning your shit and your partner or whoever you're with or whatever, your friend, whoever, Mm um, is not committed to also owning their shit, that is a gaslight nightmare waiting to happen <laughs> of niggas just being like, no, it's you. It's always you. And you being oh like, I God. think it's me. I don't, I don't know, though, but I think and I, it's a me. I, I don't swear. feel like it's me. So, Bruh, yeah, Oh, my God. Like, I'm just thinking back. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, but no, no, no. It's a conversation. Just thinking back on, like, my personal relationships, but also, like, things I see... Like when I used to watch Maury, my God, and all these things, trauma porn, guys, nigga, you know, especially seeing black women Mm. um, dealing with these black men, and like, like hearing you say, you know, instead of asking this person, do you have some feelings, Mm -hmm. um, actually being like, you know what, I did this thing, Mm -hmm. and I know that I did this thing, so instead of fishing, yeah. Because I know what the fuck happened. Um, so just, yeah, apologizing. And then seeing niggas on Mori be like... <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near that. Either being like, okay, well... Oh, all right, well, left Hard left. Like, oh, well, you ain't telling me. Or it wasn't even like that. Or you knew what this was. Or, you know, just shit like that. And you be like, wow. <laughs> so y'all was like... But wow. I get it, though. Because like we talked about on other episodes, like, it fucking takes work so much to have relationships in your life that work yeah and that are that are healthy it takes a lot of work that frankly a lot of black folks because we are um the fucking wheels that keep this well-oiled machine working Mm -hmm. that is this anti-black ass world um we have to put energy towards everybody else's wellness and sustained sustained life and uh whatever and like never have time to be like oh me beating my child's ass that ain't healthy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that ain't solving shit yeah yeah not really there's nothing being communicated in that no wow no um yeah no but that's real yo (sighs) god damn my god (sighs) so that's where i'm at this uh this week and trying to move move in that raw and honest realization of like bitch it's a lot of shit that you could just apologize for instead of like like trying to figure out what somebody else like how somebody else could be at fault yeah um because that's honestly what I was asking when I'm saying like oh so you feel some kind of way bitch (laughs) like like, you're asking someone to spell out And, and that's the thing a lot of times when you ask these things you won't accept an answer unless every I is mm. dotted, every T is that's, crossed. And that's gaslighting, yo. Is. That, is, that is textbook gaslighting. Like, like say you... <laughs> you know what this you think of? You sending... Or a nigga send you, like, a, a two-page text message, and you picking out one sentence and responding to that. <laughs> but, God damn. But I actually didn't eat your egg roll. So what are you talking so, about? So actually, what the... So, bitch, I'm on this two-page type... Have you ever gotten a text that you have to click to open? Yes! Oh, my God! I got 
fell in love one time, and I was like, yeah. I never knew. <laughs> wow. There are levels. Wow, there, there are, are. levels. Um, but that's so real, y'all. When you don't learn how to communicate, like the the mental gymnastics, yeah, yeah, that niggas be doing, yeah. So, nigga, you think I was mad about the egg roll? Like that? That's the that's, that's the that's the part that's that you think was the, the worst. Okay, yeah. thanks. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go down now. Fuck you. Church affirmations. Church affirmations. Oh, that was it. That yeah. was it, nigga. Amen. Yo, we the tambourines are coming, y'all. They are. They're, they're, I meant to order them, and then coming. weed gummies happened. <laughs> I pulled them up and everything. I had like the the raw hide one and the like new age plastic the one. Raw hide. With the. Oh my god. Yeah. Nigga, I had two tambourines. You sitting know there. that's Holy Ghost filled. I, Holy the Ghost and fire. Come on, nigga. I know. Upper room power. I've been there. Come on. Come on now. Amen. And then the other one that's like a half moon. Yeah. Ooh. Bitch, you can fuck something up with I that. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So we are at the church affirmation segment of our podcast. And this is where we are just, uh, you know, reading a little scripture. Okay. The true interpretation. All my scriptures. And give me all of my medicine in the room. How many of y'all listen to that shit Sunday morning? I have never heard that. You've never heard. Is that Catholic? Jesus is my doctor. And he writes up on this nigga. Andre is looking at me, looking through me, honestly. Never, never unfazed. Never heard this. Wow. Yeah, is this like Bobby Jones type? Is this like it's it's some old ass black woman, somebody's granny. Yeah. Who's just standing up on the in in front of the in front of the damn choir stand. Of like Mississippi Mass or you some know, shit. You know what I picture? I picture um like an old black grandma standing yes. up in the middle of the pew and just start singing. And she only the people little, Honestly that might have been the setup of the video. <laughs> only the people on that side can hear it and somebody gotta rush to bring in a mic. Cause <laughs> And she will not stop singing. No, and you, no. And she gonna keep moving, and the usher gonna have to keep the because she won't hold the mic. She's not gonna hold the mic. I don't need it. I don't need. Put that damn mic away. <laughs> amen, amen. So, um, yes. Yeah, so we will be expounding on the true interpretation of the word of God. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew the. Sixth chapter. Come on now. The 28th verse. Once again, the King James Version only. (laughs) Okay, sinners? The King (laughs) James Version only. Um, And I'm going to read until um, I feel like the point has gotten across. Amen. So it starts And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the, into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. I'm going to stop there. Nigga, read, read that okay. in English. But, <laughs> I stopped at raiment. No. I was like, bitch, what the fuck is a raiment? It just means like clothes. Yeah, just like, you know, things that... Anyway, so I'm going to expound on that. So basically what this... Um, what this um, Scripture. Scripture. What Matthew was saying, or I think it was Jesus. It's one of them. Uh, was saying, you know, basically, yo, you worry so much about like this and that, um, that and this. Come on, preacher. Those and them. Preach, preacher. Worry about all that. But like, look at like the lilies of the field, you know? Mm. Look at like, you know, the grass and shit. Like it's here today, gone tomorrow. Mm. Uh the the lilies and the flowers, they're dressed so beautifully. Mm. And God is saying that I did that. So do you think that you're not worth more than these things? And I think for me, um, my thing was this is this is specifically something that I thought of because um, you know, I think I've, I've talked about this in previous um, episodes, but basically I'm in this place where, um, like, there's just this energetic agreement between me and God, me and the universe that it's like, yo, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And everything, regardless of how it looks, is working towards your highest good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of this worrying is just going to give you a fucking ulcer. Like, yeah. for real. And... Like, this whole thing, you know, um, just me thinking, okay, so what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, But, you know, this scripture reminds me that, you know, yo, like, God got me, you know? Like, and and once again, this is very specific to me. That's why I picked out the scripture that, like, we had, me and God had this, like, dap up. We had this agreement. Mm. Yo. Like, for real, for real, son, I got you. And you need to chill because you are constantly stressing day and night, night and day about everything. And it's going to kill you. So, um, yeah, just chill out a little bit. Um, Yeah, so, like, you know, the scripture is saying, you know, raiment, clothing. You know, basically, he's taking time with grass and flowers and all this shit. So and why don't you a dime a dozen? Right, them. they they're here to like you said here here today yeah. gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like you mm. cut them down, but like, do you think that I don't consider you? Like even a fra- like even if I considered you as much or in the same level as grass, grass and right. that you'll you're still good, you know. But I yeah. it's more it's more than that. So um, yeah, it 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 reminds me to yo just stop. Stop this constant cycle of worrying yeah. because it's not healthy. Yeah. Ultimately, it, it it's really it just fucks me up, and then later I'm okay anyway. Yeah. Like this shit recently, you know what I mean? Like this is a lot to deal with. Yeah. 
But ultimately, I'm okay. You know what I mean? And it looked like, to me, it was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yes. And I was worrying. And, and it is justified, I think, you know, yes. for me to worry. But this personal energetic agreement I made with God to just be like, yo, you don't have to worry right. because you will be okay. Yeah. I need to honor that. Mm. I need to honor that and walk in it because that's the agreement we made. Right. You know, it's it's not for anybody else. Right. I'm just talking specifically about the agreement that me and God made. And I yeah, I need to Yeah, I need to chill a little bit. Yeah. And enjoy. Cuz I don't know how to enjoy anything, you know, cuz I'm always worrying. worrying. Yeah. And even in you naming that um you know, that you being worried is valid. Mm-hmm. It takes me back to when um, I was trying to, uh, like, daily, when I was, like, having really stressful and depressed moments, mm-hmm. taking a moment to reflect on, okay, what is this feeling that I'm having? Mm-hmm. Can I acknowledge this feeling mm-hmm that I'm having acknowledged the feeling is valid and mm-hmm. let that bitch pass. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important and awesome that that's part of your process, mm-hmm. that you just sort of like, bitch, I know God got me. I know the universe got me. I know everybody is um, co-conspiring for my greatest good. Mm-hmm. And also I'm human mm-hmm. and black and I know what it means to struggle and hurt and yeah. be harmed. Yeah. So I'm going to acknowledge this very real and valid um, response that I'm having. Yeah. Um, and then on the tail end of that, when I'm ready, when I'm not in that hyper-charged space yeah. of like feeling all those feelings, I will continue the work of processing that so mm-hmm. it no longer is a response because yeah. I have this agreement and I'm honoring that in, mm-hmm. as part of my process, but also I want to get to a place where I don't have to honor these feelings though they are valid right now Mm -hmm. they don't have to always be valid yeah yeah Um, and like specifically with me because the level of stress that i have with me it can really literally make me sick and i won't be any good when i'm like sick from stress yeah that's that's the biggest reason why i've been like i need to honor this agreement that i've had because i cannot function yeah. With the amount, with the level of stress that I experience, yeah. like I completely shut down, right. and at that point, it's a problem. So yeah, so real, and and also like just realizing that because you have this agreement with the universe, like no amount of stressing is going to get you closer no. to that thing, which no. which is also like a saving grace because it's like. Your stress, your like the universe is indifferent to like your stress. Mm-hmm. It's the process is still going to keep going along. Yeah, you're not going to actually slow down your process mm-hmm. by stressing about it. But mm-hmm. it's just like it's out here just being a fucking what is the body part that has surgical purpose appendix. Mm-hmm. It's out here just being yeah. an appendix. Yeah, <laughs> like n- inconsequential. Yeah, but causing you stress. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's real as the fuck. Amen. Real as the fuck. Thank you for that. Amen. And if and if that nigga God gonna look out for a blade of grass, my nigga. My nigga. Every single flower, my nigga. I know it's some care 
and some intention some being put into me. It's it has to be. Has to. The universe got to be looking out. My ancestors got to be looking out, bitch. Absolutely. Mm. Amen. What your church say? Amen. Did you have a date? Did you have some sex? Did you have a date? Did you have some sex? Good, good, cause this is dating and sex. Hey, 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 hey. Nigga, what is this? What is happening here? What is family on their way down south? How is this pertaining to dating sex? If you a real ass church nigga, you know what the fuck this song is. Dre don't know because he ain't real. Okay. Oh my god. I'ma just fast forward because this shit it is, is because I am not This nigga a is preaching for half of this song. Of Martin Luther oh King Jr. Oh my god, Jr. I wish I could show you I'ma show you this picture in a second. Do you see this Nigga, is that is that the lady from Martin? My daughter. I am so over this microphone being hell. Bitch, I told you I ain't need no mic. <laughs> oh my This should get off beat, so I gotta slow down a little bit. <laughs> I love how they just don't care about the speed. I'm gonna I'm sing how much it is. I've earned this. I wrote this damn song. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, get out the so, no teeth. No teeth in her mouth. Yes. My God. Look, she been running for God for a long time. A long time. She ain't tired yet. yet. She's showing up as a smile, girl. You really call this. She's in a fucking queue. <laughs> wow. I okay. know. Trust me. I just needed to share that because I cannot believe that Dre has not experienced that song from I feel like Zion. The last person who ever sung that was Bernice King. I don't think anybody has sung that after her. That song. Mm-mm. My God. No. That is a staple, nigga. Every Sunday morning on fucking 96.3 WHUR, bitch. Every Sunday morning on the way to church. About 10.45. This really? song is... Because it's a 15-minute long song. You lying. Nigga, it's... The first seven minutes is this nigga preaching. He's not preaching. He's telling a story about a family who's on the roadside. Nigga. Only in gospel are there whole-ass anthologies nigga, before a song. Before Like, in other songs, there are skits, maybe. But, like... <laughs> this is part not of the song. No, nope, it's part of the song. Anyway, let us let us continue. Go to the throne of grace. Yes. Um, the next Obviously. segment is called. <laughs> oh wait, I started off. I, yeah, I was yeah, singing yeah, sex and dating. Amen. So yeah, it's called sex and dating. Basically, we explain uh, what's going on in our sex and dating lives. Mm, not a damn thing. <laughs> this nigga be lying. Shut the fuck. Alright, Dre, so what's happening in your dating and sex life? Eventually, you're going to see a titty, so... 
This titty is just hanging. Nigga, I feel like I've seen them already, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you've definitely seen a titty. Um, so here's the thing. I've become convinced that God has no one for me in this point he in my life. He has your man waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> you just gotta move in the spirit <laughs> of a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, of a husband. <laughs> You're moving in the spirit of a boyfriend right now. And, 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 Nigga. and, 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 Nigga, why? Why do the saints think that everything is a spirit? My God. Everything. You're moving in the spirit of a thought. Oh my God! Your look, your baby could be coloring outside of the lines. He is That's moving a spirit in of the disorder. spirit of disorientation. Everything is a spirit to Everything. the saints. I don't get it. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. I truly believe at this point in my life um, that God is like, yo, no, for real, for real. He's like, yo, um, not right now, not right now, because I think me personally, I can become easily distracted. I've seen that over and over and over again in my life um, because because I am a type of person who will... um, Work with a nigga. Oh, shit. Stop. Look. Stop every. Skirt, skirt. You see a nigga by the fucking road on his unicycle. Nigga. The wheel is is gone. Nigga. This nigga has no helmet on, elbows scratched up. Everything says that this nigga was not Everything. trying to do shit for himself. And you like, bitch, it's an opportunity to help a nigga. Let me back up oh, on 95. Read me. <laughs> Read <laughs> Me. They had no intention of helping themselves. Not a Carry bit. On. Not a bit. That was a read. God it was a read damn it. To me. No, it wasn't. Oh God, it was me. I wish it was. It was me. me. It was, it was me. But I'm no, not that thoughtful. No, you don't. No, you no don't. you're right. I'm um, just saying. I'm, I wish I was more thoughtful. <laughs> but no, like it's just I will get easily distracted. I will, nigga. I am famous for looking at a nigga's potential. Mm. Oh, bitch! I will move in potential for centuries. My. Being like, oh. <laughs> He'll get there. Who, I see it. I still I, see it, Lord. It's right there. It's just beyond the river bend. But fuck that. Please and thank you. Um, I think in this season of my life, I need to... I think what I'm doing, like I explained earlier, is learning how to set up boundaries yes. and learning how to do things. Yes. And I feel like while I'm in that process, like, <laughs> being around niggas will, like, take me back. It won't ever allow me to get past this test and on to the next one. That's not our boundary. I don't need you niggas right now. Yeah, yeah, None absolutely. None of you niggas at this I, moment. You know, and like, sure. yeah. And I think, honestly, it's providing some type of, like, stability for me. Mm. Because it's one less thing to think about or worry about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, that's just me personally right now. You know what I mean? Amen to any other form of self-care that people are doing but like right now i just i don't have the energy yeah. <laughs> that is the perfect fucking thing we're at 500 kilobytes <laughs> kilobytes kilowatts whatever the fuck we doing i what have it not i have it not i can't do it so i'm we're throttling I, right now <laughs> i'm thoroughly invested in like being in this season of my life and 
I think, learning a lot about me. And I don't say this in, like, the cliche way. But I've honestly been, you know, doing things like going to the movies by myself yes. and, like, going, eating by myself. Oh my Simply because, like, somebody... You are newly single black auntie. <laughs> you are Stella getting her group back, and I'm here for it. But I think the cool thing about that is that, like... You know, people say, oh, yeah, you you learn about yourself. Like, I legit have been learning little things about myself that I had no idea about before. And this is simply by spending time with myself and being like, yo, nigga, actually, actually, I don't like this. Actually, this is which a lot of the times when I'm with another person, Mm -hmm. I won't fully realize it because I'm looking past it Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm trying to compromise with someone. So, like, I don't know truly what I don't like. Mm. When I'm with myself, I know. I'm like, actually, no. No, thanks. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm doing all of this for me. Yeah. I get to focus on me. And yeah. this is my and I, yeah, yeah. I actually don't like this. I actually do like this. Yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, amen. That is, that's all that's been going on with me. Yeah. And I'm satisfied. <laughs> as fuck. My God. And these ghosts of niggas pass, like I said earlier, just need to. Thanks. I'm good. Thanks. You guys are great. But not observe these niggas like we observe observing these feelings. <laughs> I see you, you are valid, and also get the fuck <laughs> on. Okay? Sometimes you just gotta make these feels transferable. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um so I I mean like on a far less uh, impactful level. All um, things are impactful, beloved. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, y'all. <laughs> um I definitely one weird thing that I realized was that I really enjoy going to museums by myself. Mm. Um, I feel like oftentimes when I go to museums, it's because like people want to go with me, mm-hmm. and that's fun. But like really being able to take my time and like read through everything, yeah, not and it not rushed. being a social experience that's where I have to like. If a nigga wants to go to another exhibit, I have to like, oh no, I'll stay here. And mm-hmm. then it's like, why do we even come together? Yeah. Anyway, but like that's a far, it's, it's just a very different level from what you're talking about. But um, that was something that I realized. And I have like, I went to, we had a museum, like a local museum here um, that I was in for like, it's a tiny museum and I was in there for like three hours. Mm. Um, and then... What kind of museum was it? It's just about Fredericksburg. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I went to another museum. Oh, I went to an art gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and stayed there for a few hours. Um, so anyway, that, that was just something that I realized about myself. And mm-hmm. that made me think about like, well, what else? You know, what else are the things that I need to honor more that I'm not like spending more time with myself about mm-hmm. to get clear on yeah. which wow okay so that i was actually gonna nix that mm-hmm. <laughs> that um oh no i've written it down for ron honest mm-hmm. but since i'm here now um one thing that i was learning and that is relevant completely in, in dating insects um is you know i was talking about radical honesty and all those things mm-hmm. and um little drawstring backpack was like you know I think it's really awesome that you know you want radical honesty and you want to be honest and honest 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 
Um, but bitch, you gotta be honest with yourself first. Mm. Like that has to be something that you reconcile with you and yourself first. Because mm. honesty, as you, as I have come to see, as since I've evoked the spirit of it. Um, is not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy, especially when you are needing to acknowledge that you something is a stumbling block for you or a barrier or yeah. an area of growth for you. Um, honesty is not easy to, um, to talk about with another person. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that you are committed to that radical honesty with yourself because... Um, Without that, like, you're not inclined to, like, if you're not inclined to share or spend time with yourself being honest, mm-hmm. um, you're probably also not going to be inclined to, to, to be that honest with someone other than nope. yourself. Um, so in my case, for quite some time, um, that would look like me being very radically honest about the few things that I had already been honest about myself with mm-hmm. um, with others and then everything else just sort of kicked back in the back of my brain <clears throat> yep. whatever so that but what I really came to here to talk about niggas <laughs> is my fucking boundaries mm. and how bomb as fuck them bitches is mm. um, and I really like this nigga that I'm talking to right now because mm. she is so fucking intentional. Um, and at first, I was like, "How do like how do I tell somebody that I don't want to be this intentional? <laughs> like how do I tell somebody that like nah?" Mm. And actually, I ended up telling her that, and um, she was like, "No, no, I get it." Like. And, and, like, that's another thing. Like, me just being honest about, like, not wanting to be intentional and, like, <sighs> always, like, learning and, yeah. like, uh, always doing the work of, like, oh, that's another area that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess I got to do that work now. Um, and that's just real. That, like, yeah. niggas, sometimes niggas don't want to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, no, that's real. And, like, yeah, you should observe that. that like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be intentional all the time. Um, which was not the rest. I was expecting to get in, get red. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, so <laughs> you just want to coast <laughs> in perpetuity. Um, so boundaries are bomb as fuck. Um, and I think that um, a lot of the times when we think about boundaries, we think about them... Um, in response mm-hmm. to to bullshit, mm-hmm. um, like something bad happened, so now we got to put up some boundaries. Um, but um, I'm in this place of now thinking about how am I developing relationships in my life where boundaries are articulated on the front end, mm-hmm. um, so that you know when we arrive at a tough spot, we can just make reference like, hey. Remember this boundary? Boom. Right. There it is. Instead of like in the heat of the moment of being like stressed out and whatever over a situation being like, okay, so how are we going to figure this out? What's right. going to happen? Um, so boundaries are bomb as fuck. And um, I encourage everyone to uh, set some of those boundaries. Um, and they can be as simple or as and as general 
or is very specific. Um, before we started recording, we were just like thinking through like boundaries and what they look like for mm-hmm. us. And one thing that like I was I was actually just spitballing, but one thing that definitely got your wheels turning and like definitely mine as well was like um, thinking about um, shit that's been trashed in past relationships mm-hmm. um, and thinking about how could the, could those things have been prevented or what what was the root of that thing and how do we name that as a hard boundary that we have yeah um and sometimes that takes some digging and sometimes it doesn't but um i i encourage everyone to go on the internets and <laughs> um look up some you know relationship boundaries sort of shit um and and see if you are doing that yeah. Um, if nothing more than like a very general like own your shit mm-hmm. and make sure that you and your partner or your partners all know what the fuck that means mm-hmm. and all have a clear and uniform understanding of what it means to own your own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Amen. Welcome niggas to the personal healing practice segment of the show. Can the heal that shit? Heal that shit. Heal. Uh, we came to heal that shit. shit. Heal that shit. Heal that shit. We came to heal that shit. Hey, bitch. We told your asses to heal, (laughs) but you ain't want to hear what we were saying in your ear. But you hear now, so heal that shit. Hey, heal that shit. Heal. That motherfucking shit. Hey. Heal that shit. Hey. Heal that shit. Hey. What is your motherfucking healing practice, bitch? Hey. <laughs> What's good, nigga? Shout out to Jerrielle. I hope you take Bars. that song and, and mix it, flip it, Bo- and reverse it. Oh, yes, yes. My God. Um, yeah, so. Uh... Oh, wait, should we explain what the fuck this is? Yeah, personally. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> No, we should just like use all our time to like curate a song, okay? That we'll only use one time. That's what we should actually spend our time on. Oh God, um, we are something. God damn it! <laughs> Worried about all the wrong things. So, personal healing practice is something that we realized over the past week, or in this case, weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep shading us until I personally commit to consistency. So here we go. Um. Personal healing practice is something that we realized um, this week that helped to ground and sustain us and, um, yeah, gave us some grounding for this healing work that we are trying to do um, on our black-ass, queer-ass, fat-ass, churchy-ass selves. Amen. 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 So, this week, uh, my personal healing practice was something that I basically said earlier. It was me, um, it was in reference to... um, my mother asking me to help her out with something. Y'all, Dre be making the most noises when we record. I be like, God damn! I thought you, I put you like a ba- like when you put a baby somewhere that you know is out of the way of all of the cleaning products oh, God. and all of the fucking glasses and some somehow somewhere like on some cat shit they find something. To play with. Nigga, That's Dre, y'all. I need this, a fucking. I tried to clear everything out of this nigga way. This nigga found a hamper <laughs> to swish around on the fucking ground. I need a fidget spinner. We are NPR right now, bitch. I need a fidget spinner. All these microphones are sensitive as hell. 
This nigga scraping his feet on the wall. I don't even Fuck notice it. that, yo. Chest, oh, God. shit. I be doing shit and I don't Black even notice it. Black people are so percussive. Their whole bodies are instruments and I appreciate us so much. Because when we like, bitch, I don't give a fuck if you don't want to hear me. You going to, though. You going to. Who gonna stop me, bitch? My whole body a percussive instrument. Oh fuck you. Wow. Thank I you. I, you I had no idea. I had no idea I was doing that. But amen. Um, so, yeah. It was me referencing earlier about... Um, you know, my mother asking me to help her out with something and me realizing I don't have it mm-hmm. and telling her I don't have it yeah. and not going further to try to find the resources right. to help her. Um, I could, you know, and in that process, I always stress myself out yeah. trying to do it. And I think what I did... Um, here which is basically being like okay I'm sorry don't have it and then just leaving it alone mm-hmm. is is healing a place in me where I I feel inadequate unless I can do something um, you know by me realizing that my value is not based on always whether or not I can do something yes. for someone um, so yeah that's de- so yeah yeah these past weeks um that thing um even though it was super recent um it's something that is still swirling around in my head and it's something that I um I'm going to continue to employ uh so that I can yeah continue this healing process because um, I'm super, 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 um, like, aware of, uh, not aware, I'm sorry, I'm super, 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 I don't, I don't know, is it sensitive, whatever word, basically, I always need to be, um, able to provide something for me to feel like I have value, mm. and, um, I'm working to dismantle that. Yeah, and see that inherent value in yourself. Yeah. Um, and when you were talking about that earlier, I went back to this quote that Rashida Khan Bay, who um, does a lot of great work around sexuality, sensuality, and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to her class this past fall, and um, she was just talking about so this is the first time that I understood this idea of um, wow what is the church she's saying um, give in the overflow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was what it was give in the overflow which is the idea that um, you can't give anything until you are at 100% Yeah, you have to be completely full mm-hmm. To be able to give and that giving fulfill you mm-hmm. and fulfill the other person. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, you're just robbing yourself mm-hmm. if you're not at 100% mm-hmm. when you're giving. Um, in that, at the time when, when she said that, um, I was thinking about, you know, that was the time when I was first starting to process, like... Um, confronting emotional abuse and Mm -hmm. and how I had enacted that. Um, And 
like my realization there was just like, of course I was not moving in compassion for anyone else because like I did not have any of that shit for myself. Mm. Um, so there was none for me to give from. So it was only me being like passive aggressive and like <laughs> snarky and, and, and things like that. Mm. So that was a really important thing. So yes, until you, cause like also the other thing is like, cause I've also been in that place where I'm like, hustling around trying to make something happen for someone else yeah. meanwhile like my plate is completely empty and i'm like yeah bitch why aren't you doing this for yourself yeah like and that's not to discredit the fact that like all people deserve to you know mm-hmm. be well and be taken care of but like also you, you deserve in, yeah, as well by, yeah. yeah um so amen for that mm-hmm. um mine is um suspending disbelief in myself and my Mm. dreams and goals um and i got that language from um one of my friends lee um who is the director at makers lab which is a mostly black but poc queer and trans organization that throws parties Mm. he posted um this video um that this woman Brenda Hayes was in and she is making a film called um, Backburner Dreams and the idea is she follows three women of color um, who are all mothers and um, they are enacting their dreams things that they thought that they would never be able to do because mm-hmm. Black women of... I mean, black women of color. My God. <laughs> Nigga, that's a thing that people say, by the way. I'm done. No. Not uh. in my house. <laughs> so, anyway. Brenda was documenting the that journey of, um, you know, trying to live out... The, of them trying to live out their dreams and doing it. And suspending that disbelief that their dreams could not... They could not bring them to um, fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that language really did something for me, even though it didn't do enough for me to write it down. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I was, when I, when Sherelle was here last night, I was just talking about how I really feel like this year is the year that I do the shit that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That I believe that, that I suspend this disbelief that, oh, this idea that I have isn't very original or, oh, this idea isn't um, something that's necessary Mm -hmm. or will impact folks. Um, But I know that's untrue because every time that I finally, like one, the the one out of every nine million ideas that I decide like, all right, bitch, I'm going to let this bitch see the light of day for 12 seconds before (laughs) I delete it. Um, It's always like people coming to me like, wow, I needed this thing. Mm -hmm. Or wow, like, thank you Mm -hmm. deeply. Yeah. but again, I put my sock on upside down. So, like, I ain't shit. My whole life is a lie. Um, so, I'm really... This week, um, I started... Well, sorry. This past week, last week, um, I had my first meeting for an anthology that I want to write. Mm. And I'm so excited that I've taken that first step. Now, mind you, so it's Tuesday. Our next meeting is 
Wednesday, as in tomorrow, haven't prepared anything for it. So there's also a learning curve, you know. When you're suspending disbelief, you also have to move intentionally Mm -hmm. in a way that supports the fact that you are suspending the disbelief of your work and your value and and your creativity having value in the Mm -hmm. world. And I'm still learning that because I'm socialized to be like, my shit ain't shit, (laughs) so I don't have to really do shit because it ain't shit. Um, but yeah, suspending disbelief. And this was actually where I was going to share Monet's quote, but I already did. And, and just remembering that everything that I'm doing is so powerful mm-hmm. and I need to stop discrediting the power of all of my ideas, all the work that I do, um, and saying, oh, it's just this or just that, mm-hmm. you know? So, A, man, glory. Obligatory. Nonsense. I said, oh, oh, obligatory. Nonsense. Obligatory. All right, nigga, let's start because we ain't got that much time. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) But yeah, so obligatory nonsense is a segment where we just talk about. It's it's about to become what y'all white niggas not about to do. For real. That's about to be. (laughs) Because it's been a theme these past few weeks. Anyway, so my obligatory nonsense is about. Uh, the car accident I had yesterday that I referenced earlier. So, I don't know if I'm supposed to say all this because it might be like, they're investigating. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) But, yeah, so... um, Yeah. So, I was driving in the left lane yesterday (laughs) and um, some nigga in front of me stopped real abruptly and I slammed on my brakes. Like, nigga, I have never slammed that hard in my life. Um, fortunately, I didn't hit him or her. I didn't hit the person in front of me. Um, but (laughs) the woman driving behind me hit me. And then right after that, a guy driving behind her hit her and her car slammed further to my car. Uh Um, so what we did was we, all three of us pulled over, um, to the right lane, you know, to the shoulder and I was all the way in front, and then the guy who hit the lady behind me was in back of me. It was, like, pretty far, and then the lady was behind him. So I walk out the car, walk toward him. I'm like, hey, are you good? He was like, yeah, I'm good. Are you? I said, yeah. Walk to the lady, was like, okay, are you good? She was like, yeah, I'm good. And, um, <laughs> cool, cool. So as I turn around, the guy who hit the lady... Is pulling off. And I'm like, yo, what the f- like? You, what do niggas like, What are you doing? So anyway, um, I call the cops, which is um. But anyway, the cops come, and but okay. So while we're waiting for the cops to come, me and this lady were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, she says, oh well, you know when I hit you. Um, it wasn't that bad, but, you know, after the guy hit me, um, I feel like that's when most of the damage was done to the car. And so, bitch, was it one hit or two? Right. Which one was it? Okay, it was two. We agreed upon that. Great. Perfect. Right. And I was like, okay. I, I didn't say, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Um, so, anyway, the cops, came, right. the cops came. Uh, we wrote our statements. Um... She couldn't drive off because, like, the back of her car was, like, fucked up. Like, it was mm. mushed all the way in. 
her husband or whatever, somebody came to pick her up. I think it was her husband. They were both old-ass white people. Um, so I'm assuming they're married. Um, mm-hmm. So he came in his pickup truck and picked her up. And they drove off, and I drove off. I contacted her insurance company that night, and I made a claim. Cool, whatever. This morning, I'm at work. Minding my black-ass business, doing my black-ass work. Trying. St- yep. Her insurance company calls. And is like, hey, you know, we want to talk to you about the accident. What happened? I explained to them exactly what happened. What I exactly what happened? They say, oh, really? Well, um, she's adamant that she didn't hit you. She said that um, you stopped, and then she stopped and didn't hit you. These niggas will lie. <laughs> and then the guy behind y'all, who who she said you know uh, took off, um, he hit her, and that pushed her into your car. I was like, my God. Wow. So this is what is really good. This is what's happening. I was like, no, sir. Actually, she, I felt happen. two impacts. She hit me. And then I felt the impact of the guy hitting her. Um, and, you know, he was just like, well, you know, that's not what she told me. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, after talking and being annoyed, I realized that most likely the reason why she did that was because if she admitted fault to hitting me, mm-hmm. she would, like, have to pay a deductible or mm-hmm. something to, like, you know. But if she says I, she didn't hit me by herself, she doesn't have to. So I'm sitting here like, wow, white women will smile on your whole face and be plotting shit. All, like at the, very same, at the same damn time. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I knew that, but I was just trying to be nice. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. You would think like, yeah. oh, we we all in this stressful ass situation together. Yeah. Let's be real honest and support each other and, and yeah. loving and caring yeah. as much as we can for a stranger. Yeah. And you know. But I, white women. Yeah. It's like, bitch, it's a time to plot. Yes. As usual, white women are looking the out for themselves. fucking percent. Right. As usual, here. looking out for themselves. And black folks are out here trying to make sure everybody's good. Trying to develop community and shit. Right. Be loving. And white bitches taking advantage of it. Of course, every time. And I sat there like, wow, Andre. You really, for a split second, thought that this white bitch had some pure intentions. No, but no. she snapped into reality real quick and was like, you know what? That's a white bitch. And you know, she, the fu- the, she was 60 years old. So she's been doing this shit for her entire life. This wow, isn't the first time this is bitch is lying. She hit. This is not her first time lying. Bitch, you've been doing this. You sixty years a white bitch lying <laughs> is what hit me from the back, bitch. That should be enough to give me and all my people reparations. Right. Sixty motherfucking yes. years of white know, bitches lying. And you know what the funny thing is? I felt really annoyed because the guy who hit um, her was, you know, uh, he was black it, or Afro. He was. He was us. Of the diaspora. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. part of us. And I was like, yo, that's messed up um, that he hit her. But now I'm like, reparations, nigga. Fuck. Look, I'm glad you fucked that bitch car up. Fuck. Because her car is total. She can't drive that shit no more. Damn. So low-key, I'm like, nigga, I'm glad you pulled off. Amen. Fuck her said. shit up and leave. <laughs> when, when you can't... So this nigga, Andre, I don't know if he told y'all or not, but he also was the mediator. He went to every nigga yeah. involved in this crash and yeah. was like, are you good? Even though you good? I'm the one who got hit. Right. You. The, this is how black fans are socialized <laughs> in this fucking world. Our, both of our fucking arms hanging up <laughs> by a tendon, bitch. We hobbling over on our one good leg talking about... 
Bitch, I know what it looked like to me, but like, are you good though, bitch? Like on our dying breath, bitch. On our last breath, howling over to the car behind us that hit us. That's about to lie about hitting us. To see if this lying ass bitch is okay. I hate y'all niggas. I hate y'all niggas for real. I hate y'all niggas for real. Okay? Oh my god, that shit tickles me when niggas say when niggas uh Amber Am I was gonna say Amber Riley. Amber Phillips is good for a hashtag I love us for real. In her posting days, I am dead every time. Oh god. I, I hate that. y'all for real. <laughs> my god I do. But yeah, so God, why I just Thank you for reminding me that you just cannot trust white people. No. Because, and the thing about it is that for a second, like, white lies are so wild that... No logical thread. None. That for a second, I I asked myself, maybe she didn't hit me. I said, Andre, snap into it. Snap back into it. Because she absolutely... You felt two impacts. Don't let this white bitch lie let you... uh, Convince you out of what you know happened. Fuck that. Fuck her. Fuck her ugly ass husband who went Fuck over her to my ugly car. Ass white mama. Right, right. All that who went over to my car and said, "Hey, are you good? You know, just the most important things that everybody's good. You know, yeah, just make sure yeah, everybody's good. Everybody's are, good. I am right. sure that her and her white ass husband co conspired in in that in, whiteness. in that white bullshit. So fuck both of y'all. Y'all not listening, but one day your your grandson is yeah. Yeah, because he's trying to steal all the black shit that he can, <laughs> just like his grandparents. So, so fuck y'all. Fuck your grandparents. Fuck your grandparents, Chat. nigga. Chip. Chip. <laughs> fuck your grandparents, That's Chip. Chip. God. That's so and weird. I'm done. Fuck that. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all for taking advantage of black folks being nice. Cause that—that's what we like. We we are just so compassionate by nature. Oh and uh, I'm white people know this and they take advantage of it all the time. Fuck y'all. Just fuck y'all. Absolutely fuck y'all. Also, I went to an organizing meeting at this white church um, last week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I walked in, the pastor who I've met many times before, um, she, I made eye contact with the one of the folks that I was there to speak to the church members with mm-hmm. um made eye contact and did like a heads up or a nod sort of situation mm-hmm. directly after that exchange this white woman pastor was like oh i'm sorry i think you're looking for the meeting next door now because i've worked with this church before i know that the meeting next door was aa and i'm just like oh okay girl like and no shame to folks who are in aa because that's a very important service and i mm-hmm. hope that y'all are accessing that but also like why is it your immediate assumption that like this black woman who is coming into your church is like here for the wrong reason after bitch you saw me give the nod to the only other brown person in the fucking room do you know what kills me how do white people really have the audacity to the walk audacity. up to people that they never met in their whole in their life whole and say, life. I think you don't belong here. Like, how do y'all do that? You know the level of entitlement that <laughs> takes? Because y'all niggas don't even be owning that shit. Like, y'all be what? like a public ass library. Like, I don't think you belong. This is in the bar. 
What funder? Where, where's what? your name? Where's your plaque on the funders uh, award thing? Like, are you aware of what I'm looking for? Like, what told you what I was looking? I can't. Where did this come these from? These niggas be coming from left field every oh fucking God. time, and I just can't lie to these white ass niggas because that's all that whiteness is built on is lies. Amen. So if you're gonna participate, just do that. Yeah. Because I mean, clearly, that's, bitch, you could have made a whole scene out of that uh, shit, and I, I could have rolled out my car and been like, oh. <laughs> A lighter in your hand. <laughs> spark, spark the lighter a few times out the door before you run. <laughs> like, get some uh, ashes from the last right. one or some shit. And just rub it on your face one time. My God. Uh, My God. I hate y'all niggas. Okay, great. <laughs> I hate y'all niggas for real. <laughs> All right, bitch. It's time for pay your tithes, nigga. T i t h e s. Tithes. Wow, you are truly a spelling ass nigga today. <laughs> nigga, I almost won the fifth grade spelling bee. Wow. I almost did. I forgot what happened, but I was pissed. Um, oh god, I think some like racially ambiguous girl won. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Named anyway. Heather. <laughs> Named Heather with pigtails and curly, curly ass, brown ass hair. Okay. Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah. Um, so here we are at the Pay Your Tides nigga segment. Um, and this is where we put the spotlight on black femmes, um, barriers that are in the way of black femmes living their best lives, mm. um, specific events that are happening in, um, Black the femdom. Media sphere. You said what? <laughs> Black femdom. Amen. <laughs> also, one of my friends... Oh, I'm not going to talk about that right now. Wow. But black fat femmes are truly brilliant and truly the only reason that any of y'all niggas are living out here. Amen. Is there another window on the other side of this one? <laughs> oh my God! Please say no. No way! Nigga, knock. Hold See on. See if it is. <laughs> It's here too. Yo, it's hot as it's hot as fuck in this NPR studio right now. So I decided to crack one of these windows. (laughs) I decided to crack one of these windows to give us a little bit of reprieve. And I was like, damn, it's not cooling off fast enough, but I know it's cold as fuck outside, so this is kind of weird. Kind of creepy. So I'm like, fuck it, you know, before the next section starts, I'll just, you know, open the other window, bitch. But I'm looking through, I'm looking out the window, what I think is the window, bitch. (laughs) The open-ass window. And I'm like, oh, I see my reflection (laughs) through the screen. Why would that be so, is that, are they making reflective screens out here? Can't be. It's another fucking window on the other side of the window, bitch. What are y'all doing? What the fuck oh, are y'all God. doing out here? Who does this? Y'all hate us for real. For <laughs> y'all fucking hate us for real. So we're just gonna die doing this it's podcast. Fine. And that's fine. It's fine. We, we love y'all for real. Yeah. So, here we are. Amen. So, um, one thing that I wanted to talk about this week was, um... Uh, a mystic by the mm. name of Blue Ivy Carter. Yes, 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 yes. Um, 
what I there was something that I noticed happening um, at the Grammys. Try to open this one though. You try it. But anyway, no, we just gonna die. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I noticed at the Grammys. Um, there's this meme. I'm sorry, not meme. This uh, GIF and this video going around of uh, Jay Z and Beyonce clapping after Camilla White Latina uh, Bella Cabello. <laughs> Says, I did not know who that bitch was until Grammy night. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, she said that Dreamers built built the country. And, um, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z started clapping, most likely because they were high and they didn't really care what she was saying. And Blue Ivy... <laughs> But Blue Ivy um, motioned to them, like, basically, nigga, this ain't it. So, calm that shit down a little bit. Calm it down. We're not clapping for no white hoes. Right. I don't know what y'all are so excited about, but... hand positioning. They were so short. Nigga. I want the assuredness of Blue Ivy's hand. Nigga, that's all I want for 2018. That is it. That's all I... Wow. I need that one. I need Blue Ivy's hand on the shit. Yes. You know how niggas... Did like in high school for a minute they had the little LED light shirt. Yes. I just want that of like Blue <laughs> hand just telling us to calm the calm fuck the down f- because this shit ain't really popping. It's not that serious, yo. Wow. Um, but yeah, so one thing that like I noticed throughout the night is that Blue Ivy, and I think not even just throughout the night, but like it's gotten progressively like more apparent is that Blue Ivy expresses herself very clearly and very um, surely Mm -hmm. um, in front of her parents, with her parents, like, without reservation. Yeah. And the thing that I love about that is that, um, (laughs) is that, uh, it's okay, (laughs) Uh, word to Kid Fury. Um, what, (laughs) What I love about that is that um, Blue Ivy is a six-year-old black girl. My God. By six years old, usually black girls are not... They, like, they're not that outspoken. They're not that... Um, I would like, tend to disagree. Really? Well, okay, let me say this. In the in the presence of adults. Oh. That's yeah. what I meant. No, they're not that, <laughs> They're not that outspoken. I've seen unheard. And yeah, unseen, uh, exactly. Very timid, all that things in in the presence of adults, and Blue Ivy in the presence of her own black ass parents feels comfortable saying and saying all the things that she feels, all the things that she thinks, doing things that she feels and thinks. And yo, Blue and uh, Blue and you know, Sir and Rumi's mama and daddy, whatever y'all doing that allows oh, this young black them girl. Yo, Beyonce is not at all letting us see these babies. She's like, look, after the way y'all fucked with my daughter. Right. Never again. Nope. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. I don't blame her. So, like, whatever y'all are doing so that this black girl um, doesn't feel the need to adjust her behavior based on her settings, God bless you. Because... Who like you know like I would definitely see black girls you know black femmes like in the playground acting you know real sassy and stuff but like the moment their parents come around it's like yeah a whole different thing because they know that the moment white people come around yeah all of that 
all of that. They know that, hey, I got to tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or I can't be this loud. I can't mm-hmm. be this expressive. And I love that the light that Blue Ivy has is not being extingu- extinguished. My you know? God. Ugh, I love it so much. I love seeing her being her authentic self and not... Um, or apparently, you know, she hasn't been told that it's too much. Or right. All that shit. You know what I mean? Yes. The like, gall of these black parents yes. to teach their little black girl child that her voice is valid. Yeah. That she should say what she wants yeah. and needs. And, like, articulate the things that are okay and not okay. And, like, if we... Yo. If we were to make a list... Of all of the traits that we black folks, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would tend to say black millennials because some of my like aunties and shit be like, <laughs> "What's her problem?" She said, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but that we value about like how um, how these young black stars are raising their their kids, mm-hmm. and we just put them on a list as like just characteristics. People would look at this list and be like, yeah, that's a person that I want in my life. That's yeah. definitely a person that like would add value to any organization that I was a part of, any uh, employer that I mm-hmm. was at. But if you put, if you say that this is a black girl, yeah, it's like, oh, oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. We didn't mean you. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't respect those if you have them. Mm-hmm. Um. And and it's it's so it's I have so many feelings around it because also what I know as being a black girl at one point myself is like or being a black child generally is mm-hmm. black children aren't allowed to have ch- childhoods no ever no um so like part of that like sassiness and I hate that fucking word mm-hmm. but part of that like womanishness mm-hmm. um or manishness that we mm-hmm. have so early is part of surviving yeah. like either amongst the niggas in our neighborhood mm-hmm. or like learned things that we have to how we have to engage niggas yeah that we know um but like even our survival comes back to bite us yeah in the ass and it's and i'm not at all saying that it's our fault yeah um but it's just stressful as fuck. Yeah. It's the literal worst. And yeah. I just appreciate that so many black parents are like saying absolutely fuck that. Like yeah. they like lie to these niggas. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't matter how you engage white standards of anything, mm. you will always lose. Yeah. If you completely abide by the book or if you completely subvert it and say fuck the book altogether. Yeah. You will not win by the standards of whiteness. Yeah, because like you said before, it's always being moved. The bar is always being moved. Always. Always. It's a moving fucking target. And yeah, so you may as well win in a way that's pleasurable for you. Mm -hmm. And just live. Yeah. Okay? And that's what they are teaching Blue. And I am in love. Yeah. In love. Yeah. That this little black girl feels empowered to... To always be her most authentic self. Yeah. That fucking... I don't know if you've seen that video of fucking Blue Dabbing on a stage. Where she's just like going... Oh, yeah. Wait, beat. no. Wait, did I have I? I don't There's know. so many videos of Blue dancing. Yeah, yeah. I love every single one of them mm-hmm. as a black girl who mm-hmm. like could dance if I wanted to. Yeah. But, 
I choose not to. Yeah. That's the like it's it, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know how to dance is actually the story. <laughs> but yeah, like seeing a, a six-year-old black girl operate in autonomy and agency mm. is so it's so foreign. Wow. But it's so it's such an awe-inspiring sight. My like God. it's like, wow. This is what it looks like. This is what it can look like. Yeah. yeah I love it. And, and the last thing that I want to say is, like, I think one reason that it's really, like, something that we are loving mm-hmm. is because we know that this is how we we are in our homes. Like, when we're allowed to be mm-hmm. free to some extent, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, I'm allowed to be, like, crazy and silly and goofy but I also know once I get out into the world it's my it's the expectation that I must you know put a damper on my expression of myself yeah my expression of my emotions etc yeah lest they be uh uh lest they be uh comprehended or or received as aggression Mm -hmm. or I don't know something terror evoking yeah. in white yeah. woman white women so i appreciate the fuck out of blue ivy and whatever beyonce and jay are doing and like mama what? tina all of them mama tina because it takes a village and solange wednesday or yeah. whatever the fuck <laughs> i love y'all niggas for real because like even because <laughs> even like if you watch jules solange's son he operates in autonomy yeah. and agency as well Absolutely. and i love that as well Absolutely. yeah yeah. God. Yeah. Love them niggas. Also, yeah. blue, be, blue, be, Beyonce, because I know you out there listening, bitch. Um, just keep them, them little baby niggas to, you know, live in their own little. Yeah. They, she probably honestly just put them on their own little separate planet <laughs> to like just stay and cultivate until they're like twenty one, and then they'll come back over to this bitch and be like, all right, mom, we ready? Right. That's fine. And and just take them all to that that planet. Bluto. <laughs> so, um, but so going back, go back to what you were saying. Like, mm-hmm. speci- like, remember when you mentioned like us as Black millennials? Because mm-hmm. um, you know, like older people be like, "What did Blue say to her mama?" Mm-hmm. When you go back and like talk to like our aunts and like our great aunts and stuff, you realize that yeah, they're saying that kind of stuff. But one thing that they a lot of times that they did, if you listen to their stories, yeah. is once they got out their mama houses. Mm-hmm they quote unquote wilded out you know because they they were they did the things that we are doing all these things Mm -hmm. just that they thought that while their viewpoint was um that they could only have autonomy and agency outside of their parents house so they believed in it it was just when i'm paying my own bills yeah yeah otherwise you have no you have no right to it None. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also very interesting that Glenn's new, uh, I would love to return to, um, wow, I forgot what his name is, but he talks about the outside. Um, and I don't know if it has anything to do with what we're talking about right now, but I need to revisit it. Mm-hmm. But just thinking about the fact that, like, even, even in black folks knowing that we have to go outside to get free, like, we have to, we can't be inside our our parents home or inside under the restrictive rule of church or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have to go outside of that it's still the outside insides Mm, because mm -hmm. we know that like in the public public yeah we can't 
we can't. But if we're in a different inside, yeah, um, in the outside, mm-hmm. we can, um, you know, enact some of that freedom yeah, and things. Definitely. Anyway, so there's that, and there was this great meme that I was gonna pull up about like shit that you do once you move into your own place <laughs> and your mama visit you. Like, Yo, is it that little Uzi to- thing? Is that a little Uzi video? I don't know. There was a little Uzi video floating around Twitter that said, like, when well, your mom finally visits and, like, you leave the light on and you, like, leave the water on. And shit. <laughs> I do what I want. I t- <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That is exactly. I'm sure I saw you retweet it. That's the only reason. Oh, my God. By oh the way, God, y'all need man. to watch that uh, Grammys interview that little Uzi. Oh, had. my God. That nigga is so weird and I love him I love so him. much. I my love God. Him. This nigga said, wake up eating some pop tarts. <laughs> this nigga asked, what What are you going to do tomorrow if you win? If you want to grab me? This nigga said, wake up <laughs> eating some pop tarts. What? Little Uzi is a I gift. I love this nigga. A gift. <laughs> Truly. Wow. So this has been Pay Your Times! Nigga! Amen. There's screen protecting the window, nigga. I don't know, but if you break in my window, bitch, I'm going to break your face. No, it's fine. New freezer. Oh my god. Who protects a window with a screen? White people. Just in case the blacks trying to make their way in. That is so rude. Anyway. All right. Here we are. Are we recording? Yes, we are. (laughs) Nigga! You are so asshole! Amen. So here we are at the closing remarks and benediction portion of the podcast. Um, and I'm going to start us off with our praise report. Oh, yes. My God, on today. Get yes. ready, get ready. So, so this letter, this praise report, our very first, I feel like we should have like a, I don't know, should we send this person like a... An edible arrangement. <laughs> an edible. An edible. Yes. <laughs> an edible arrangement. arrangement. Yes. Wow. Yes. What nigga is not doing that yet? <laughs> also, I appreciate this fan. That you have oh yes, makeshift nigga. Makeshift nigga. <laughs> Yo, somebody take that idea and run with it, nigga. <laughs> Tell your 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 plug to start. I mean, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It is. Make some edible. Arrangements? What? That would be wild. Oh God! I would definitely invest in that. Yes, adventure. absolutely. My God. Okay, so this is from a fan by the name of Red Rum Melody. Mm. If you're familiar with, are you familiar with this Red Rum Melody? Um, Tiffany Goucher. I've seen the name. Oh no. Okay. But no. So it's a song by Tiffany Goucher. Oh. Who is a black dyke singer? Who is everything? All right. So. Red Rum Melody writes Hello A fan by the name of Red Rum Melody Melody here You better get your tongue in order Not today Not in courtroom 50 What is it? 503? Anyway There was this black woman Like black judge Who told uh, this white family Who was like laughing or something That like Shit. because their family member killed this black person. Oh my god! And she was like, "That's not happening today. Not in courtroom five hundred two no, or whatever." Bitch, not anyway. today. Go ahead. Oh goodness. Okay. Hello, a fan by the name of Red Rum Melody here. I just want to tell you a story about how worship spoke life into me. Oh my god! 
in the changes of life, and it, this is <laughs> nigga, how you know an email about to be long? When a nigga start with in the changes of life. Yes, God. Hey, Amen. This is about to be a rich praise report yes, here. Rich. In the changes of life and adjusting to being this fat black femme. I have finally reached the highest point of my life. Bitch, it's only getting higher, please. So listening to you guys and other femme sexual doulas. Yes, birthing the sexuality. Come on, sexual doulas. Hallelujah. I decided to take a chance. Hidden context. I haven't been on top at all during sex in three years, bitch. I should that was a spoiler. I should have kept that from y'all. Um it's okay. A few days ago, with the support of Mary Jane and Rum, my God, that is a combination. Yes, there. God. Yes, name God. a better com- what? What does it make? Name a better duo. <laughs> <laughs> a few days ago, with the support of Mary Jane and Rum, I caught a body. Yes, God. Let me just say that my pleasure wall was knocked down. I think that was like verbiage that I use, like a, a pleasure wall, like a wall. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know some shit. Possibly. Amen. I'm here for it. Yes. It happened when lover number one, bitch, that implies that there is a number two and I'm already here for it. It happened when lover number one said, yo, I don't give a fuck about all that. Get on top. And that's all it took. And then it's the like the crying worship face with the squirting. <laughs> I was too intoxicated to remember every part of the night. But what I do remember is that the power of the magical, the magical coconut oil invested in me. I rolled the strap like a soldier. I took that shit like it was mine. I mean, my vagina swallowed the dick. Capital D dick. How do I know I was good and ready? I got on top and yes, dramatic pause. I put the strap in myself. Oh yes, oh to control. <laughs> controller, controller. Y'all, I even called on God during sex, and not in a white bitch who fetishizes black cock kind of way. <laughs> oh God. Uh, God wanted you to have that nut, so I'm I'm glad that you called on that nigga. This story can be super long, so I won't fluff with crazy details. But not only did I catch one body, I caught two. Bitch, not one, not three, but two bodies. And at the point that we're recording this, it was about a week ago. Wow, about a week ago. A week ago. I'm loving it. Okay, it's really hot in this bitch. Okay. It is. Um, Yes, two familiar daddies in 24 hours. I don't know what familiar daddies means, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Both ladies brought me two different sexual feelings that drove me wild. Let me say, ho is life. Amen. I'm new to ho is life, so my pussy is a little tender now. Crying, <laughs> crying emoji face. Amen. Been there, done that. Please uh, make reference to 14-hour sex session. Yes. <laughs> Very tender. But I'm a new woman. In the Lord. I added that in the Lord. I'm so annoyed at all the stud daddies I passed on because I was unsure of how sexy I can be while still being 260 pounds. Bitch, what? 
This is a 300 pound bitch that is reading this right now. Do you know how much I ride that plastic? <laughs> Do you know? Yes. Thick as a bowl of oatmeal. The last podcast entry changed my life. I'm so full. In the American Methodist Episcopal Zion Church fashion, if there is anyone in the congregation who seeks guidance, uh, needs uh, to feel him uh, or to know God and his purpose for you, come on down to the altar now and receive your sex blessing. She wrote all of that, I'm and I can't fight even. Janae right now. <laughs> the doors of the church are now open, and she wrote this. Amen. Thank you for allowing me to share. Sincerely, black girls who don't trib but swallow the dick, aka Red Rum Melody. Oh my God, Red Rum. I'm so proud of you, yes. Red. Okay, I just I'm glad that one nigga. Is, is receiving some shit for, at for least look <laughs> I'm so glad look outside what? of us right outside of us else. sweaty ass niggas right now looking wow. foolish wow I am actually perspiring <laughs> oh my god well amen and send your praise reports and prayer requests to hold on I got it right in front of me because <laughs> I got the email open I'm gonna read it bitch let's see if this works <laughs> Worship podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is W R S H P P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Amen. Email us your praise reports and prayer requests today. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Um, so I, we are now going to go into, uh, our prayer, but first I want to share a, oh, two quotes. One is by a young femme black, um, healer and light worker whose name is Zion. And they recently posted on their social media. I don't know. I think it was Instagram. Very simple quote, fear is boring and unpredictable. Uh-huh. And at that time that I that they posted it, um, I was grappling with a lot of fear that I had around uh-huh. intentionality and being held accountable for doing work that I said when I agreed to be intentional. Uh-huh. Um, so that just really brought that full circle for me of like, bitch, you ain't gonna do no new shit. You ain't gonna do no like growing if you're afraid and allow that fear to guide everything that you do, everything yeah. will be boring. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Fear is boring and predictable is actually the quote, not unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything is just going to be. That a makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. If you if you don't if you decide that you can't push past your fear and just yeah. do it anyhow. That makes some yeah because yeah. fear really only produces one thing and that's yeah. stagnant. Like yeah. that is it. For real. That is it. Wow. Um, and the second quote, um, I found out a little bit ago that today was Harriet Tubman's birthday. Um, so I'm going to share a quote and I'm mm-hmm. going to try to share it in the, uh, what is the word? The spirit? Like, are you going to imitate what you think her voice sounded no, like? No, I'm, I'm trying to read it in the 
proper pronunciation, but I forgot. Dialect. That's in the dialect that it's written in. But I also don't want to, like, make light and sound silly. So. Mm. And this is an excerpt from Scenes in the Life of Harriet Tubman. And so, said she, I prayed all night long for Master till the first of March. And all the time he was bringing people to look at me and trying to sell me. Then he heard that some of us was going to soul, going to be soul to go with the chain gang down the cotton and rice fields. And they said I was gone and my brothers and sisters. Then I changed my prayer. First of March, I began to pray. Oh Lord, if you ain't never gone to change that man's heart, kill him. Lord, and take him out the way. Next thing I heard, old Massa was dead. And he died just as he lived. So that's Harriet Tubman from 1868 in Auburn, New York. Mm. And that's from Scenes of the Life of Harriet Tubman. Mm. Um, so, bitch, change your prayer. Um, I was at the concert that uh, Drawstring and I went to on Sunday. They were reading quotes by, you know, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, a lot of different folks. Mm. Um and one of the quotes from Frederick Douglass, I think it was Frederick Douglass, was about, um, you know, liberty, give me liberty or give me death. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way he said it was like, you know, if I don't have one, I must have the other. Mm-hmm. And just realizing, like, the gravity of that statement, like, yeah. bitch, if I'm not going to be free then y'all niggas just gonna have to kill me because I'm gonna die. Um, And if I am dying, it is only because I was not able to be free. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I died being free, trying to get free. So, amen to that. Change your prayer, y'all. And also the piece of like, this nigga died just as he lived Mm. and consequentially Mm. just... Bye. Peace. You know what that reminds me of? Um, the, uh... Like, if you ever watched the video to Love Drought uh, from Beyonce, mm-hmm. um, she recreated or, like, uh, you know, did a video that is inspired by, um... I forgot what it's called, but it's a group of slaves who walked into the river. Oh, yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, I yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they were like we're, we're no longer gonna going be to slaves. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. Like you you like you're literally saying, Look, um, if we're not we're gonna, gonna be able to be free, nigga, we're 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 just gonna be free in the next life. Yes. Woo And there's so many black scholars that do work around blackness and death and, and social death. Mm-hmm. And what it means for black people. Because there's a long and, and documented history of black folks. Igbo landing, sorry. That's what it's called, the Igbo landing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was called that. Okay, mm-hmm. amen. But yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a very long history of black folks um, 
moving in their agency mm-hmm. yeah and, and and you know taking their lives and yeah. I, or taking weird. their children's lives yeah. yeah yeah for the sake of like this world is not going to do anything but Mm-mm. harm and kill you yeah so social death is something that black folks have been thinking about forever yeah um wow yeah yeah Ooh, it's heavy Ooh, that's heavy but amen amen <sighs> for the throne of grace yes God, we thank you. Mm-hmm. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Mm-hmm. We thank you for this opportunity once again coming so that we can come together, mm-hmm. talk, and heal. Because we know that healing takes place be, uh, with conversation. Yeah. When we're talking openly mm-hmm. about our experiences, about our pain, about our grief, about things that are going on we that's where the healing takes place um there's a quote by renee brown that says um shame can't survive um honestly some shit like that but basically if you if you reveal your shame like it won't i'm sorry if you reveal yeah anyway it won't survive if you say it openly Mm. It will no longer be shame. Yeah, there's no fuel for it. Yeah, no fuel for it because sh- you're shame because it's hidden. Yeah. So we thank you for being able to talk about the things that are going on with us mm-hmm. openly, so that we will no longer have shame about yes, it. Yes. Um, we thank you for this moon, mm. my nigga. Who I've been feeling the effects of this moon for the last week, and it Far is. Off. A far off and it is powerful mm-hmm. and I thank you for um, me having the tools to harness the energy mm-hmm. to uh, be intentional about my next moves about my plans about um, the things that I'm trying to do mm-hmm. um, we thank you for for knowing that our ancestors before us mm-hmm. have long been doing the work yes. um, and that it's in our DNA and all we have to do is walk in it um, because they did. Um, mm-hmm. We thank you just for just for being an all-encompassing force, mm-hmm. knowing that there's something out there bigger than us that is conspiring with other powers to make sure that our steps are ordered, mm-hmm. to make sure that you know, like the lilies of the field, like the grass, we're protected, you know, that we're clothed, we're loved. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask that this healing process that we've embarked on for the last, how long has it been? Like five or six months? This is the ninth episode. (laughs) That, um... We love you for real. (laughs) I fucking can't. That we continue on this journey, that we continue to do the real work, that we continue to be intentional, even if it's about saying that we're not being intentional. Yeah. We just we just want to continue progressing, mm-hmm. um, knowing that each day is better than the last. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm just. I feel a lot of gratefulness, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, especially after this conversation. Um, we thank you for um, this new wave uh, of us, our, the, of millennial, black millennials. Um, 
uh, parenting children in a way that we wish we could have been, but we know that our parents did the best they could. Yeah. But we are thankful for this for this new understanding. Yeah. For um little children having more agency and having more autonomy in their own bodies and their own minds. Um, that we see the value of it and we're not keeping it from them. Um, we're grateful that each generation is gonna get better. We're grateful for the groundwork that has been before us, and we're grateful for the groundwork that we're putting in mm-hmm. for our descendants to be okay. Yes. Whew, God, just grateful. Just grateful. There's so much to be grateful for. Um, but I think I've said enough. Do you have... <laughs> Deaconess, do you That's have anything it. to end? You did it. Look, look. Amen. Amen. A woman. A woman. A everybody. A everybody. I I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say. Nigga, is that? that is, I can't remember. Like, is that a record? Anyway, it's lovely. It's the diaspora. It's a diasporic song. So, amen. We love you. Yes, we love you for real. We love you for real. <laughs>